The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast because I never do that to you. It is a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings where I give you my big picture takeaways from the weekend that was in the NFL as well as the only things you really need to take away from each and every game. What do you, I don't even know. Oh, week 14. Is it week 14 in the NFL? One more game tonight, Cardinals and Patriots. But I'm going to tell you my thoughts on all the other games. The only things you really need to take away from them. It is a new week, which does mean we have new winners. Spread the winner via social media. I'm looking for a new TikTok follower. We are killing it on TikTok. Evidently, I can't call him Intern Jack anymore. He's more or less Producer Jack. Has been killing it with our videos on TikTok. So we're going to pick a TikTok follower this week to be the Spread the Word winner. At Ross Tucker NFL on TikTok. He's done an unbelievable job with those videos. Sponsor confirmation email winner is someone that takes advantage of any of our awesome sponsors. Got a new one this week, FitBod. Uh, Masterworks, been a cool way to diversify the portfolio. Simply Safe is a must. And First Leaf, my wife and I have been enjoy- enjoying First Leaf. YouTube shout out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I've even seen some of those videos are doing really well. A lot of people are commenting on Greg Cosell's video about Russell Wilson. So go to YouTube dot com slash Ross Tucker NFL just hit the thumbs up real quick make a comment and I'll get a cameo style video for you patron of the day Eileen Hartman welcome to the family Eileen patreon.com slash RT media tell you what after yesterday everybody should be a patron to follow our bets on the even money podcast because we killed it it's big show time the big show all right, Ross, before we get into each of these games from this past weekend, what were your overall themes from week 14 in the NFL? You know, before I even get the NFL, I did want to make a comment on the Army-Navy game on Saturday. And I know a lot of you aren't into college football. 
Certainly, I think the international folks aren't really into it at all. But it was so awesome. I mean, it is my favorite day of the year. It was such an awesome atmosphere, always. The march-ons, the flyovers, you know, when they come onto the field. Just a special, special day. It's hard to describe any other way. And then the, the finality of the game is just like nothing else. Neither one of these teams going to a bowl game. Maybe one or two guys on the field will have a shot at the NFL. Almost all those seniors, pretty much all of them, will never play football again. The agony of the Navy fullback Anton Hall Jr. after he fumbled was, I mean, he was apoplectic. That was really tough for me. Really tough for me to watch that young man go through that pain and that suffering and that adversity. And then the flip side is Quinn Moretzky, the kicker for Army. And I posted this on my Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. You're talking about a guy that lost a kicking job as a sophomore, wasn't sure West Point and the military were for him. So he enters the transfer portal. But he'd already been through so much with the other guys on the team that he just couldn't really let that go. He just couldn't really move on from what they call the brotherhood. He stayed. And even this year, he missed an extra point against Troy. And then it was 10-9. He had a 40-yard field goal to make up for it. The game winner at the end missed it. Army would have gone to a bowl if he made that. But he got another chance at redemption, not once but twice against Navy, the end of regulation and overtime. And I'm so happy for that young man. It was just a really, really cool scene. Jack, you were there. What did you think of um, of your first Army-Navy game? I'm curious to get your thoughts. It was truly surreal. I can't even. Just the entire event from just the all the opening just the march-ons and then the para-jumpers, the, the helicopter. I did not realize, because I've never been in a game where there's a flyover, how low like everything literally flies over. Like The helicopters, were. it seemed like they were only like 50 feet above the field. It was insane. I mean, it was just truly an atmosphere. You had Army and Navy opposite of each other on the opposite side of the field from where I was, kind of like jeering and cheering for their own team, jeering at each other. But it was truly, like I, you said and everybody else, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's something you have to see. Bucket list for sure. And um, Jack, you had a great view of the midshipmen and the cadets because they were at the other side. So you could see you could see them. That was awesome. Um, in terms of the NFL, the one thing I thought was notable actually happened before the games. And that was the NFL is not messing around when it comes to their perception of faking injuries on the field. They are sending a loud and clear message. They realize it's terrible for the television product. They want to nip that thing in the bud immediately because nobody wants the games to be stopped for fake injuries. So if it's questionable, they're going to fine you. You better come up with a different way. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's not gamesmanship. It's garbage. 
and it's really bad whether you're there live or watching on TV. Nobody likes it. And this is a business. This is about profit. It's about making money. They're not going to let you do things like this that adversely affect the product. So good for the NFL. I fully support that. I also fully support weather games. I know some people, I guess, have different views. I love weather games. I mean, it was definitely a factor up in Buffalo. Definitely a factor in New York. It was a factor in Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, it was a it was a real thing that these teams had to deal with. And I like it. Makes it a lot more interesting. You know, I think it's one of the things that separates football from the other sports. Basketball and hockey are indoors. <clears throat> Baseball, if the weather's bad, they don't play. In the NFL, unless it's like a community safety issue, they're going to play, and I think it's awesome. The last thing I would say in terms of just themes, man, the Eagles and 49ers look really good. The Eagles and 49ers, I mean, that's back-to-back games where those two teams, quite frankly, look like they're better than everybody else. I don't know that they are. But the Niners destroyed the Dolphins and the Bucks. The Eagles hammered the Titans and the Giants. And these are potentially playoff-bound teams that the Eagles and 49ers are just really putting it to them. I thought that was one of the big takeaways is, are those teams separating themselves a little bit? I'll tell you how you can separate yourself. It's first leaf. I know it's not easy to find the right wine for holiday dinners, family gatherings, gifts. Stressful. First leaf does the hard work for you. First leaf makes holiday wine buying easy and affordable. I went through this. It's really simple and really cool. They ask you specific questions about your personal wine preferences. Do you like this flavor? Yes or no. Do you like that flavor? Yes or no. Based on your answers, and I gave them my answers with my wife, they'll send you, for less than what you'd pay at the store, some amazing wines. Then you rank those wines moving forward so they get a better sense of what you like, what you don't like. So far, we've been very impressed with the wines that we've had. And it's awesome because you get a bunch of wines. We can have some. We can give some as gifts. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Tucker. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash Tucker to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash Tucker.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tux takes. The Bills offense sputtered, but managed to hold on against the Jets to score a 20 to 12 victory against the Jets. You know, neither offense did that well. Um, the Jets lost Quinn and Williams, which really, really hurts. Looks like he had a calf injury, according to Sports Injury Central, and that's that's gonna hurt. He's their best defensive player. I, this was a defensive struggle. I mean, the Bills started off real slow. And I think they might have had like four drives in a row where they scored points. Two touchdowns, two field goals. But then nothing else again the rest of the game. I don't know what happened there where they had four drives in a row that were decent. But they had the Dawson Knox awesome touchdown. They really had to lean on Josh Allen's legs a bunch. He wasn't throwing it great. They couldn't get open against Sauce Gardner. You know, they don't want to use Josh's legs that much, but when they have to win the game, they do. The Bills really struggled on third down. That's typically where the Bills do well. For the for the Jets, it was just kind of turnovers again. Basically a very similar story to their loss against the Vikings. The only other things that jumped out to me, Mike White is the toughest dude alive. He got folded in half twice. Twice he got hit right in the midsection as he's throwing it. As hard as you can get hit, left the game, came back. I'm incredibly impressed by Mike White's toughness. Because Rousseau, Epinesa, those guys had their ways with the Jets' tackles. They were in the backfield all night. Milano's a stud. The Bills' D that got done for him. Cincinnati wins their first, their fifth straight, beating the Cleveland Browns 23-10. But they suffered a bad loss, too. Broken wrist for Trey Hendrickson, who I think is maybe second in the NFL in – uh, pressures, quarterback pressures. So broken wrist. I don't know how long he'll be out with that. You know, he can put a cast on at some point, but I don't know how they'll handle that one because they are right there with the Ravens. They're both nine and four. Ravens have the tiebreaker from the head to head, but they play against each other again. What was interesting to me about this one, Jack, is T. Higgins played the first play and then not again. I guess he got hurt in pregame warmups. And that sounds to me like a guy that wanted to have the start on his record, like 28 straight starts, or he started the game and then left. And then Tyler Boyd got hurt. So they needed Chase to step up, and that's exactly what Jamar Chase did. I don't I don't know how the Browns let Chase beat him like that without Boyd and Higgins, but they did. I thought Deshaun Watson was much better. Still not quite good enough, obviously, but I thought he was much better. Penalties. 
killed the Browns. They also couldn't run the ball a lick. I mean, the, Louis Anarumo, the D coordinator for the Bengals, doing a really good job of taking away what these teams do best. And for the Browns, that was run the ball. And he took them away, both Chubb and Hunt. A late touchdown from Ezekiel Elliott helps the Cowboys avoid an upset from the Houston Texans. 27-23. Wow. The Cowboys were so fortunate after that late Dak interception. There was only like two minutes left in the game. They're down three, and the Texans get the ball in their territory. I was thinking I would probably on that from the two and a half yard line probably would have kicked the field goal to go up six and make him score a touchdown. But I'm okay with what Lovey did. I am because even if you don't get it, you make the Cowboys go 98 yards to beat you as opposed to just getting the field goal. And they did. They did it. Drive of the season, quite frankly, for the Cowboys to stay alive in the NFC East. Because they got to hope the Eagles trip up one game and they got to beat them head to head on Christmas Eve. Um, But I hated the play call late in that drive uh, or or by the Texans on fourth and goal. Looked to me like Jeff Driscoll went the wrong way or he pivoted out the wrong way on fourth and goal. Not, Not good. They tried to go with the speed option. Not a fan of it. Huge play by. Um, Demarcus Lawrence on third down late in the game from like the one inch line even on second down the Texans thought they scored the Texans thought they scored a touchdown the field goal team ran on but I forget who it was maybe more was just short and then the TFL for Lawrence on third and goal changed everything that is a gigantic win for the Cowboys I can't believe the Texans were even in it without Brandon Cooks or Nico Collins at receiver. They split the quarterback reps evenly between Driscoll as well as Davis Mills. I will say this for the Texans. They can draft because Stingley's good. Jalen Petrie in the second round is a stud. And I even thought Amari Rogers, who they got off waivers from the Packers, did some good things for them. Jared Goff and the Lions run over the Vikings, 34-23. With Detroit, not Detroit, Detroit, now just one game under 500. they They're kind of in the mix, aren't they? I mean, looking at the NFC playoff picture, right now it would be the Cowboys, Commanders, and Giants. But then you have the Seahawks lurking and the Lions right behind them. So... Don't look now, but the Lions actually have a shot at this thing. Makes you agonize over some of the games they lost earlier in the year. You know, the Vikings were really shorthanded in this one. And I'll be curious to see how many of them they have back on Saturday when they host the Colts. I'll be calling that game for Westwood One. So if you're driving around Christmas shopping or whatever, make sure you tune in. The Vikings didn't have left tackle Christian Darisau. No center, Garrett Bradbury. Harrison Smith didn't play. That's a lot. For them, that's a lot. Jamison Williams, welcome to the NFL. I think it was his first catch, wide open touchdown. I have no idea why the Vikings didn't cover him, but they didn't. I would say the story of this game was probably just Dan Campbell's
guts. Fourth and seven, fake punt deep in your own territory. Wow. That led to the Josh Reynolds touchdown. How about Penne Sewell? Third and seven, late in the game. And by the way, this cost me my teaser on the Even Money podcast. They put Sewell as a tight end. Send him in motion and throw him the ball on an out route. It wasn't even a great ball from golf. It was almost behind him a little bit. He had to he had to turn his body around. Incredible. I, I just can't believe they did that. You deserve to win if you do stuff like that and you're successful. Might have been Kirk Cousins' best game of the year. He was awesome. Justin Jefferson went nuts, but it wasn't enough because the Vikings allowed over 400 yards for the fifth straight game. Vikings defense just isn't good enough right now. The Eagles become the first team this season in a scary playoff bid, destroying the Giants on the road 48-22. The Giants did have Saquon, but he didn't really do that much or even play that much dealing with that neck or shoulder injury. They also didn't have Leonard Williams. I mean, at this point, I don't really know what to say about the Eagles other than they're just really, really good. Thoroughly impressed by Jalen Hurts' poise. He was especially impressive in the first half where they threw the ball all over the Giants. I mean, there was even A.J. Brown had a drop. Devontae Smith missed a couple that he could have caught. Hurts maybe had one or two bad throws, but for the most part, he was on the money. The special teams for the Eagles, much better. Uh, The Eagles D-line, they might have four guys end up with double-digit sacks. I mean, that is wild. Absolutely wild. They got four games left. There's a decent chance of that. Sweat, Graham, Hargrave, Reddick's already there. For the Giants, they were just outmanned. I said this on Twitter, Jack. I don't know what the answer to it is. At Ross Tucker NFL. I don't know how many Giants would start for the Eagles. Probably Saquon. Maybe Andrew Thomas. Maybe, probably Demarcus Lawrence. I I, don't, I mean, or Dexter Lawrence, I'm sorry. The thing is, though, like, even all of those, it's not, like, obvious. It's not, like, by a, by a big margin that they would start. Second half, Eagles just ran it down their throats. Giants ended up getting 22 points. I thought Daniel Jones did okay again. He just, I mean, look at the difference in the personnel for these teams. Anthony Brown unexpectedly steps in for the Ravens, defeating Mitchell Trubisky and the Steelers in a battle of the backups, 16-14. There were some vicious hits yesterday. I mean vicious. And guys getting bent back over themselves. Like, Tyler Huntley got hurt on an unbelievable collision from Minka Fitzpatrick. Anthony Brown came in and pretty much just handed the ball to J.K. Dobbins. Trubisky came in because Pickett got slammed to the ground by Roquan Smith. So both teams lost their quarterbacks in this game. I thought J.K. Dobbins looked really good for Baltimore in return. 
Trubisky did a lot of positive things until they would get to the red zone and he would throw a pick. You cannot be doing that. You cannot be serious. Thought Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen dominated this football game. This game was not on the red zone that much because there weren't that many touchdowns. You can, though, see the red zone on Sling TV. Forget about high prices, endless contracts. Sling is the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, entertainment, best live TV content all in one place at the lowest price. You know, you can watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regulars 46, now only 23. So you get the best deal on Red Zone so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Titans continue to unravel, losing miserably to the Jaguars at home 36-22. So what's wild about this game is the Titans were dominating early. I mean, I thought the Jags' defense was, like, embarrassing. I think Derrick Henry had 98 yards in the first quarter as they were just running through him like Swiss cheese. Give all kinds of credit to the Jags' defense. They decided enough is enough. They stuffed him in the second half. And talk about vicious blows. I can't remember who it was. Maybe Quarterman. Somebody destroyed Derrick Henry. Like, that's why I am amazed that he's still this productive with all of the contact he's taken. His body, man. Holy cow. Jags forced four turnovers. That was obviously the key to the game. It's funny because, like, even after every loss for the Titans, you look and you're kind of like, eh. They're still all right. I mean, they're still two games up on anybody else in their division. They're pretty clearly going to be the four seed and more than likely host the AFC North runner-up. At any rate, probably the most notable thing in terms of takeaways, this is another game in which Trevor Lawrence was incredible. So he was incredible against the Ravens, not good against Detroit, but incredible again against Titans. Throwing the ball to Evan Ingram, of all people. Evan Ingram. So that's two out of the last three games. Trevor Lawrence has looked like a legit dude. The Broncos score 24 points for just the first time this season, but it's not enough to beat the Chiefs, who went 34-28. This was kind of a wild game. Um, I have never seen a player in the NFL – that so consistently makes the incredible 
look routine or who does something seemingly we've never seen before almost every game. I don't even know what to call the throw from Mahomes to McKinnon. It was like a hook shot. I mean, like a ridiculous hook shot from Patrick Mahomes to McKinnon for a touchdown. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, I don't know how he does it. Interestingly, even after the pick six um, by the Chiefs to go up 27-0 by Willie Gay, the Broncos scored 21 straight. Russell Wilson was showing some signs of life. Now, it was short fields after Mahomes' interceptions because Mahomes had three interceptions. Very uncharacteristic. But Russell Wilson finding Jerry Judy. Uh, Then when he got hurt on a concussion, on a very long, gutsy run by Russell Wilson. I give him a lot of credit, man. That young man, he's not that young anymore, but doing everything he possibly could to try to win that game. But he got concussed. Rippon came in and ripped one to Jerry Judy to keep them going. But it just wasn't it wasn't enough. I did think it was cool that the Broncos' offense showed some signs of life late. But just when you thought they had a chance, Mahomes makes another ridiculous, like does like a spin loop-de-doo thing in the in the pocket. Gets smashed by three Broncos as he's throwing a touchdown pass. It's just incredible. Pacheco and McKinnon, by the way, providing a pretty good one-two punch for the Chiefs. I like that. Carolina with a massive upset on the road against the Seahawks, 30-24, put them just one game behind first place in the NFC South. Well, they just ran them over. Three different backs. Foreman, Hubbard, even Speedy Blackshear from Archbishop Wood getting in on the act. Uh, school outside of Philly. Might have been, but the, the story of the game is Seattle's run defense. It's not, it's not good enough. They couldn't even stop him late. Probably Geno's worst game. Although I'll say this, Carolina's got some legit guys on defense. Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn, Frankie Louvu. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson. That's actually a pretty intriguing job for the next head coach. Uh, NFC South is a mess. We'll get to that with the next game. Brock looks pretty good for the 49ers, obliterating the Buccaneers in San Francisco 35-7. Did you say Brock looks pretty good? Yes. You know what's amazing about that? What's that? I said on Twitter yesterday, Jack, at Ross Tucker NFL, I said, let me be the first to say that Brock looks pretty uh, looks pretty good out there. And a bunch of people replied back, you're not the first, dude. You're not the first. Like, hey, buddy, that's the joke. That's what makes it funny. No kidding, I'm not the first. Gosh. Unreal. Anyway, I'll say this. Uh, his legs are a major positive factor for the Niners. His ability, his second reaction ability, they didn't really have that with Garoppolo. That's a big-time added element that really helps them. Purdy's ability and willingness 
to run at times, that's a really nice thing for them. Um, I'd also say it's really nice that Christian McCaffrey looks so healthy, so fast. I mean, he looks good, really good. The big negative for the Niners, Debo Samuel went down, carted off, didn't look good. But Sports Injury Central, Dr. Chow, they don't believe it's a season ender. They're saying high ankle sprain. So we'll see when he can get back. For the Bucks, they're just bad. They're a bad team. I mean, let's just call it like it is. Brady throws a bomb to wide open Mike Evans. There's a hold on Donovan Smith, which was absolutely a hold. Unacceptable. Just bear hugging the defensive end. And he had help from his guard. Just so poor by Donovan Smith to do that. Other penalties killed the Bucks too. They're just not good. To attack of Aola, or has arguably his worst game of the season, throwing 10 of 28 for 145 yards, highlighting a Dolphins 23-17 loss to the Chargers. Well, first of all, you really butchered his last name. I Second understand. of all, Sunday Night Football is the perfect time for Labatt Blue Light. There's no better way to watch a Sunday Night Football game. You're winding down. The work week starts the next day. Or Monday night, for that matter. We got Monday night tonight. And with the Patriots and the Cardinals, you might need a few cold Labatt blue lights in your hand. I love now that I get text messages or tweets about the pristine Canadian goodness. Awesome. Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate. Share Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. As for the game, no Derwin James for the Chargers. No problem. Thought Tua was horrible. Like surprisingly bad in this game. And that's back-to-back bad games for him. So I'll be curious to see what the uh, what the conversation is around Tua this week. Very curious. He did have a nice pass to Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. But that was honestly about it. I mean, he was a rough watch. Their other touchdown was Tyreek Hill with like a 65-yard fumble recovery touchdown. Not sure I've ever seen that before. Meanwhile, for the Chargers, Justin Herbert was incredible. I mean, incredible. A lot of it was to Mike Williams, who was in his first full game back for a while. He's just an awesome, big target, contested catch, sideline catch guy. Honestly, if the Dolphins didn't have Christian Wilkins in the backfield the whole night, especially early in the game, this game probably should have been a blowout. Doesn't actually bode that well for the Chargers that it wasn't, but they ultimately got it done. A lot of you guys get it done every week by being, I think we're done here, members of patreon.com slash RT Media, like myfrontpagestory.com, the single greatest gift you can get for anyone. 13 days before Christmas, you still have time to make them the centerpiece of a front page story. Backofficescheduler.com, Vision Comics with an X, Evergreen Economics, go-bangles.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and pizza boy brewing. College draft. It's bowl season already, believe it or not. 
we'll dive into the biggest bowls or the bowls this week at least and the best prospects with Emery a little bit later this morning. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.